Welcome to the All Good Juju podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Basinski, author of the cookbook Hippie Eats, writer, mama, spiritual intuitive, podcast host, and wellness enthusiast. Thank you for being here. Many of you know me from Instagram at Brittany Basinski, where I show up unshowered and unfiltered to share my real stories of spirituality, raw motherhood, health and wellness, intuitive eating, and all things high vibe. In this podcast, we explore these themes deeper. It is my hope that by listening, you walk away feeling enlightened, empowered, entertained, with a new perspective on the world and of your life. I believe in the power of sharing our stories, radiating light, and spreading all good juju. Take a deep, letting go breath, and let's expand. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today I have something that I want to talk about because it's very recent, um, as in yesterday recent, that my success has come with quite a cost. And I'll tell you, I didn't know that I feared my own success until probably this year. Um, Again, when the cookbook came out and became pretty much an instant success, not only did I face the imposter syndrome, I also understood that I was facing head-on a fear of success, which is crazy because you would think like, who would fear success? Who wouldn't want to feel success? Um, I didn't, and I didn't know that I didn't until I started experiencing success and it came with a cost, and the cost was family members viewing you differently, friends not being your friends anymore. Um, I mean, literally two days ago, I had a friend say that she couldn't follow me on Instagram anymore because seeing my life or my success or my perspective on life, how I handle situations, even the food that I eat was triggering for her. And this was tricky business for me to handle this situation because one, I respect her boundaries that she set for herself. I respect that she is looking out for her mental health and has the self-love to decide what serves her and what doesn't. However, this was not just a follower or, you know, someone who I knew in passing. This was in fact like one of the best friends I've made, one of the best mom friends I've made. And if you're a mom, you know mom friends are hard to come by, especially ones that keep it real, make you laugh, all of those things. This was a friend that was I was so grateful to have. And now I feel that because I am who I am, the dreams that I have, the way that I go about my life, um, and apparently even the things that I eat, cause this person discomfort. And 
while I, like I said, I wanted to respect the boundaries and I wanted to admire how this person was looking after themselves, I couldn't help but feel wounded and I cried and I started feeling shame in my success. And success, by the way, is very subjective. Everyone experiences it differently. It's not, you know, money for everyone. It's not units sold when you have a product or, you know, it's different. Sometimes people are successful when they quit their nine to five and they go teach yoga. Sometimes people are successful when they publish a book or they don't deem themselves successful until that book is a New York Times bestseller. Success is subjective. Um, And everybody views it differently. So when someone views me as successful, that's their perspective of success. And my perspective is different. Nonetheless, I realized that I was afraid of success because I was afraid of the cost. And I worried, would it be worth a reward if my friends started leaving, which they did um, recently, yesterday. Yesterday, two days ago, yesterday the cord was cut. Two days ago it kind of started. um, And I realized that this friend couldn't be my friend anymore because of who I was. And that was deep. It wasn't about you know, the follow, that she couldn't follow my page. It's like, I don't care about likes and follows. If I did, I would have like a hashtag strategy. I would be hiring like content creators. I would be using like a professional camera. Like I would be doing so much more than what I'm doing. If I truly, truly cared about likes and follows, I care about connection and I care about community and making a difference and having fun. So... When someone doesn't vibe with that, when a friend of mine doesn't vibe with that, that that hurts. And it made me feel bad. I did cry. Like I said, I cried because I felt like, well, gosh, is it even worth it to continue? Is it even worth it? Like, what's the reward? Losing friends, you know? Um, even my sister, my older sister, won't listen to my podcast, has never purchased any of my books that I've published. She won't acknowledge my success. Or and it's not just success. She just won't acknowledge the things that I'm doing because they cause her discomfort. They maybe bring out some insecurities is my guess. She won't listen to this, so she won't hear this. I hope she does because it would it would be a wonderful conversation to have with each other, but She won't acknowledge anything I've ever done in my life. And because of that, because I continuously put myself out there, I chase my dreams, I'm loud, I take up space in the world, it affects my relationships. It affects my relationship with my sister. I lost a friend. Um... And I realized, like, there is there is a cost for chasing your dreams. There truly is. And I didn't realize that I was afraid of that until this year. I worried, wow, if 
I become successful, like really successful to the point that maybe I'm walking down the street and someone knows me or has heard of me or whatever, what would that be like? You know, like how would the people closest to me respond? And I think for me, my fear of success is people in my family viewing me differently. Um, You know, I come from like a blue collar family, so I was afraid to graduate college as the first person in my family to graduate college. I was afraid of success then that, well, what would they think of me if I have a degree and most of them do not? And I'm not saying, I'm, I hope people can understand that. I'm not saying I am better than, but I think my fear was that they would think that I would come off as better than. And that's the thing about success is like the higher you climb, no one talks about the fear. Like no one talks about, okay, you get there, you graduate college as the first generation college grad and nobody else has. How does that feel? You feel awesome. You feel accomplished, but you also feel guilt. You feel shame. You feel fear that you may lose the closest people to you because they feel that they can't relate with you anymore. It's like before the college grad, I was everyone else. I, you know, had my, even having your high school diploma was a big deal in my family. So after that, going to college was like, whoa, you're in the big leagues now. Like you're, you know, you're too cool to be around us. You're educated. And I would get jokes cracked at me when I'd come back home and it's never been my intention to come off that way. I think if anything, I try my best to blend in, even when I've always stood out in my whole entire life. I've always just tried to go with the crowd when I feel that I'm afraid that I might lose people close to me, you know, like my family. Um, Like I remember eating biscuits and gravy growing up and I absolutely hated biscuits and gravy, but that was like such like a family staple that if you didn't like grandma's biscuits and gravy, you, oh boy, like you better look out. And like, I just, I would eat it and I didn't like it. Um, I'm not saying I'm better than biscuits and gravy. I just don't, I like biscuits with butter and honey, but I do not like biscuits and gravy. I do not like gravy. So yeah, I think it it just kind of all goes back to this fear of losing people close to you, this fear of losing yourself or when you level up, which like, that is such a buzzword, but when you do, when you level up, when you keep climbing, when you keep growing, people are going to grow with you or they're going to grow apart. They're going to be here for you, clapping for you, cheering with you, growing alongside of you, or they're going to be at the starting line while you're at the finish line and they're going to be upset and that's something I didn't know was I had all these big dreams, but I did not realize that the people close to me would not be happy for me. It's the hard truth. And it will make you want to stop going. Just the other day when my friend couldn't follow me anymore because the presence of me living my life was triggering and painful. That, and she sent me a later text saying, 
you are so brave, you are so raw and vulnerable, and there's a lot of things that I admire about you that I don't have within myself, therefore, I'm protecting myself, and I can't see it anymore. And like I said, I did respect that. That takes a very brave person to be honest with how they feel about you. But that did make me double, like second guess, double think about my success. And if my dreams are worth it, if I were losing people, people were dropping off, my own sister, the more things I do, the higher I climb, the more pain I experience in other ways. And I guess here's the thing. I think you have to weigh it out. I think you have to, it goes back to like, is your mission bigger than your fear? And while I do not want to sacrifice relationships, while I do not want to lose friends or family or anything like that, I know in my heart of all hearts that I was put on this earth to do what I do. All of the things that I do and all of the things that light me up are not a coincidence. They are God-given. God gives us all these things that make us excited, these passions, these this drive to do whatever, these ambitions, these goals. Like these are not just like willy-nilly, <laughs> you know, things that just um it's not a big deal. It's like no, they are a big deal. They are a big deal. And I treat them as such. And what I've realized is sometimes it is painful for others to watch your success. Sometimes it is heartbreaking for your mother to see you graduate or to see you have the dream job that she always wanted but never could get to because maybe she got pregnant at a young age or maybe she just couldn't for whatever reason get to where you are or he, you know, your dad or your brother or whatever or whoever it is. Someone will be upset in some way, I can almost guarantee it, with your success. It will make them feel less than. It will make them feel triggered. It may even push them away to the point where they're no longer in your life. And I'm telling you this because nobody told me this. Nobody told me. You know, there would always be that saying, like, haters gonna hate. It's like, yeah, haters are gonna hate, but, like, haters are also going to break your heart. Haters are also going to make you want to stop doing what you're doing that brings you joy. They're going to make you think deeper about your true meaning of life. They're going to make you want to turn around and go back to the starting line. But you have to decide, is it worth it? Is the cost worth more than the reward? No. No, because I don't think God does that. I don't think he gives you this big goal or these dreams to say, it's not going to be worth it. You're going to lose everybody. You're going to be broke. Everything's going to go down, you know, the crapper. Like, no, that's not, that's not what's going to happen. Eventually, here's what I think happens. Eventually, you reach a point and the other person hopefully grows and they see they were wrong. They see You have always been the same soul. You have just evolved. That caterpillar is still that butterfly. They just have wings and they're flying now 
and they're doing these beautiful things, but they're not different. They're not, you know, like it's still the same person. It's still the same being. And I think when people who get upset by your success, they view that you're still their little girl who graduated, even though they couldn't, and they might realize that's that's what I've always wanted for myself. And I'm happy that someone else achieved it. Someone I loved achieved it. I don't know about you, but when someone I know, like, does something they really wanted to do, runs a marathon, gets their dream job, writes a book, starts a podcast, whatever, I'm clapping for them. Because here's also the thing. The world operates on energetic frequency. Like attracts like. Your vibration is always matched. It is the law of attraction. What you seek is seeking you. And how you respond to things, things respond back to you, right? So when you are operating from this space of lack, like this kind of negative space, well, I didn't get my dream job, so I'm not going to be happy for my best friend who did. Or I didn't graduate college, and I'm not going to be happy for my family member who did. Or I didn't do X, Y, Z, I can't cheer for you. When you do that, you're operating from a place of lack. You are coming from a place of scarcity, and the universe identifies with that and says, okay, you're coming from a place of lack. Therefore, I'm going to keep giving you lack. When you operate from a place of abundance and gratitude, and you wake up and you say, man, My best friend graduated with her doctorate today. She's a dentist. This is true. She didn't graduate today. But my best friend is a dentist. She graduated with her doctorate. She worked so hard. She has a beautiful Audi. She has a beautiful house. And I get emotional because I am so freaking proud of her. She worked her butt off. She worked so hard. In the whole time, I clapped every step of the way because I operate from a place of abundance. I come from a place where I can cheer for, for others. You ever hear that saying where it's like, you can compliment another girl's beauty and it doesn't make you ugly? It's true. You can tell people you're proud of them and it doesn't make you a failure. You can clap for people and cheer for them, but it doesn't make you less than. You can tell someone today, right now, they're beautiful, most beautiful girl you've ever seen, but it doesn't make you any less beautiful because that's subjective too, of course. I think especially in our society, especially as women, we are taught and trained from very early on to compete with other women, to not join forces and work together, but to try to be better than, to catch the attention of so-and-so, or we're operating in a man's world, so, you know, that's tricky enough, but a strong woman will help others rise. We rise by lifting others. It's such a cliche saying, but it is the truth, and when you realize that within yourself, that perhaps 
you were operating from a, a place of lack and scarcity that you couldn't be happy for your friend who maybe just had a baby, but you've been struggling with fertility or, I mean, and, and here's the thing with that, because that is a touchy topic. You can be, you can feel those feelings, right? You can feel sad that, well, my best friend was able to have a baby and I am not. And that hurt, that, that hurts. It's okay for it to hurt. Yes. Feel that cry, grieve, normal feelings, where it's abnormal is when you literally cannot be happy for that person ever. You can have your moment. You can have your moment with your ice cream and you can be like, man, I'm really disappointed that this thing that I really want, this child that I really want, isn't mine yet. Or isn't mine in the way that I wanted. I wanted to conceive and I can't. You can grieve that. You should grieve that. You should feel all those feelings. But when you peg it up against someone you love and you can't be happy for someone else ever, then that's a place of lack and scarcity. And that's not fair. And that only brings more lack and scarcity in your life in other ways. And when you're operating from a place of abundance and gratitude and love, you just continue to attract more good things in your life. But when you focus on, ho-hum, why me? I never get anything. Everything's going wrong. Girl, everything's going to keep going wrong. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that. When you're in a negative headspace, you can spiral pretty quickly and everything can pretty much go bad. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a bad day, but then it like it starts off pretty bad. Like, oh, I spilled coffee on my pants. Crap. And then you're driving and then you're like, oh my God, there's traffic. And you get to work and your boss is just a jerk. And then you're like, okay, this is literally the freaking worst day ever. How can it get any worse? And then you get home and your dog's dead. And you're like, oh my God, there's no worse day than this. And that doesn't happen by coincidence. That for sure is the universe responding to your energetic frequency. Those bad vibes that you started with that you couldn't kind of get control of and say, I spilled coffee on these pants. It's fine. I'm just going to put on another pair of pants. Maybe ones I like better. Move on. I'm not saying it's going to make everything miraculous. I'm saying it helps. And I'm saying that you will be happier and you'll have more relationships in your life and you will operate from a higher vibration of love and gratitude and abundance and attract that more than if you were to not operate from that space. And I want that for you. I want people who listen to this podcast to maybe identify themselves and say, yeah, I've been that person. And I'll tell you, I have been that person in sports when I wasn't starting in the starting line in basketball, but my friends were, I was jealous. I was upset and I was immature. I think that's a pretty immature headspace, to be honest, to not be happy for others. Um, you know, especially on the long term. I think, like I said, you can feel your own feelings, but when you're projecting them onto someone else, you refuse to be someone else's friend because they got the job you didn't, or they have the house that you want and you don't, or they drive this car that is your favorite car, but you're not there yet, or you don't know if you'll ever have that car. It's like that comparison game is just so dangerous. It's so dangerous. Again, feel your feelings. That is the key to healing. 
but do not make it to the point where you can't be happy for someone else because that's only going to hurt you in the long run. That's only going to negatively affect your life, your relationships, the quality of your life. And I want more for you. So back to the fear of success. Going back to that because I want to, I really want this to focus on that because I can guarantee you there's someone listening to this that's like, yes, I've maybe been self-sabotaging. I've maybe been procrastinating on going back to school because I'm afraid my dad won't love me or I'm afraid my husband will leave because he likes me as a stay-at-home mom and this is a great thing we have going, but I've always wanted to be a nurse and I'm afraid I'll lose my husband if I go and be a nurse or I'm afraid if I write this book and it becomes a bestseller that I'm not going to be the mom that I want. This has come up in my head. I'm like, okay, well, if my books become bestsellers and I start doing book tours, you know, this would be years down the road if, you know, ever. Um, But if I start doing book tours and I travel a little bit for my dreams, will that make me a bad mom? I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid to leave my kids for my dreams, even if it's just a long weekend, which is something I'm working on. But I definitely have that in my head. Like if I am successful, will my children love me? Will my husband be able to handle it? Will he be able to reverse the roles for a bit while, you know, he is up pilot and he travels all the time and I'm alone with the kids? Like if I'm the one traveling and you're with the kids, can we work through that? And I think so. And I think, you know, the best thing you can tell yourself is that what will be will be like what should become of your life will always be meant to be like nothing is coincidence if people grow with you they grow with you if they don't they don't they weren't meant to be in your life and that's the crummy part and it's not that they're not meant to be in your life ever like I think certain chapters of our lives require certain people. And maybe you're not serving that person in their chapter of their life and they aren't serving you in your chapter of your life. Or it's just not a good fit. Like the puzzle pieces just aren't going at this point. It may never work. And with my family and with my sister, like I said, my hope is that someday she gets to a healing place where she's able to grow as an individual and we can come together. But I think right now, a little space for her healing, I'm understanding and I'm forgiving because I operate from a place of love and abundance. And I won't, I'm never upset when something good happens for her or anyone in my family, even if they're not happy when things happen for me or friends, when my friends, or just anyone in general, right, haters gonna hate, when my haters are hating, I don't wish them any negativity or anything, I still clap for my haters, because that's how I operate, and it's worked for me, it has worked for me, I can tell you when I was operating from a place of scarcity and lack, that's what I got, 
when I was looking to everyone else and their job and getting their dreams, I was not successful in my jobs. I was not successful achieving my dreams. But when I decided to be happy for others, to, you know, operate from that higher frequency, better things happened for me. When I woke up with a grateful heart and I didn't look at the things that I didn't have, I started to get more from the universe. I started to be gifted with more, rewarded with more financially. When I was happy with the amount of money I was making, the next year I made more, and the next year I made more. When I was grateful for my bills, yes, grateful for my bills that came in the mail, I would say thank you for this mortgage. Thank you for this car payment because I have a car. I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful for my house. The next year, they were both paid off. I'm not saying it's magic. I'm not saying it always works that quickly. But I'm telling you, when you operate from a higher frequency, good things happen. And sometimes they happen quite quickly. And the universe will match your good vibrations with other people who have like vibrations. So this friend who couldn't see me is up on Instagram, alive and thriving, is operating on a lower vibration. And while it hurts, while it's painful, I do know that the universe will match me with someone else or another experience in my life that will bring me joy, equal joy or more, um, that is at the same vibration. And it will always remove you from things lower than you. Like I'm sure there's been a toxic friend you've had or someone in your life that's just toxic and you are growing and growing and finally that toxic friend just kind of drops off and it's because you have grown and evolved and your vibration just isn't a match anymore. And that hurts. But the best way to live is at that higher frequency, living a high vibe life, abundant full of joy and love. And even though it's hard and people won't be happy for you, it's still going to be worth living that way than holding yourself back, procrastinating, not doing what you know in your heart you should be doing because you're afraid that people will leave you or you will be unworthy or unloved. Because the people who are supposed to be alongside of you or even in front of you leading will be there. If you keep working on your vibration, you're going to get what you deserve. You don't deserve to sell yourself short and you don't deserve to minimize yourself. You don't need to stop taking up space. You don't need to quiet yourself down because someone tells you you're too loud or you're too big or you're too bold. It's, it's not you, it's them. And if it, it's meant to be, and they're supposed to be in your life in some way or another, maybe not this chapter, maybe not the next one, or maybe the next one, that's to be determined. But the best thing you can do is look after your heart, chase what you know is worth chasing for, and... Let go of people and things that aren't a vibrational match. And I think that is the ticket for optimal living. Um, 
yeah, I didn't realize I had this fear of success until very recently. And then now I finally realized, like, you know what? My sister may not buy my books or support my books or acknowledge that I even wrote them or I might even crack a joke behind my back that it comes back to me, you know, and it, it'll hurt, but it'll be worth it. It's always worth it. So if you're listening to this and you're afraid of your own success, you're not alone. It will make sense. It will always be worth it. And feel free to reach out to me to personally talk about this because this is something that I care a lot about. And I want what's best for you and for you to know that you're worthy. So that was kind of a lot. It was a lot more than I had thought I would be chatting with you on this. And I'm sure I could go on and on and on with each individual person, but felt it on my heart to share. So if this resonates with you or anyone, feel free to tag a friend on Instagram or share the episode with someone who it might resonate with. Thanks so much for showing up, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for showing up today. I appreciate you being here in this space with me. If you are into this episode or you really dig the podcast, I would be so grateful for your five-star review on here, as well as sharing this episode or podcast with your crew. If it resonates at all, that would mean the world to me. Also, here is an invitation to hang out with me on Instagram at Brittany Vicinski. You can chat with me here anytime. I would love to connect with you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Until next time.